Blog Talk Radio. Hi and welcome to today's edition of Women's Grit and Grace. This is Jaikar. And today's episode is Your Challenges Invite You to Claim More Happiness. So, here we are, almost at the end of June, and you know, you're talking to a <laughs> you're talking to a beach girl. Um, even though I don't go to the beach the same way, um, I am in my happiest state in the summer. So um, we are about to, actually we are in, in, in that. And, you know, it may seem a funny time to talk about challenges, but the world is a different place than it was 10, 20 years ago. And challenge is now the norm. And most people have been taught to think of challenge as something bad, something's wrong with them, something's wrong with their life. And really we're being asked to kind of turn that around and say, wow, look what life trusts me, you know, by challenging me with this. Um, And look at what life wants me to, hmm, you know, I wonder what life wants me to learn from this or exercise, you know, different muscles for meeting this. And um, so since there's not a person I know, both professionally, you know, in my business and uh, personally in my life and family life, um, that doesn't have some feeling that, you know, their life is more challenging than it was even a year ago. And I thought it might be, you know, a good time to really challenge how we think of challenge um, and begin to really, as I said, take it as a sign of grace, a sign of confidence um, in life, in us, and also an opportunity to grow some stronger muscles, um, both personally and spiritually. So the write-up was, challenge has gotten a bad rap in an age when easy is the preferred choice. Easy choices, easy relationships, what is easy and what one can get away with seem to be seem to have gained favor. Yet not unlike that old-fashioned virtue of courage, challenge calls to you with the promise of granting you not only more experience about yourself, but also of life. When you greet life's challenges as empowering you, not overwhelming you, happiness awaits you. Today I want to talk about how challenge is your friend for creating a life that's happy and satisfying, and how courage, commitment, and character come alongside this choice for enriching your life as well. Today I want to talk um, really about how um, how challenge is your friend, how challenge is your grace, and how challenge is really you know uh, life's confidence in you. So um, the reason I mention challenge and vir- the virtues of courage and commitment and character is because really. They're all related. So when something challenges you to push into it, to reach into it for what it wants to give you requires courage. And and as I said in the write-up, we live in a time when easy seems to um, have kind of settled into the default. You know, I want this to be easy. I want this relationship to be easy. I want this job to be easy. I want this you know, health, uh, meeting my health crisis to be easy. And, you know, one of the things that I know to be true, both, you know, from my now over four decades of working with spiritual um, teachers, wisdom teachers, um, healers, 
is easy is not what change is about. Easy is not what character is about. Easy is not what courage is about. And so easy has created a culture of if I don't like it, if it's hard, if it challenges who I am, then I will let it go. And often let it go by claiming I'm a victim of it or of them. And, you know, we've gotten very comfortable with that. Let's put it that way. Um, And I, you know, again, this is something I really um, challenge the people I work with. And it's often because I do that, that people do come and work with me because they have spent years working with other people that make them feel good and make them, um, you know, not have responsibility for having co-created at least what they're struggling with. And the beautiful thing about taking responsibility, which is challenging, is you no longer need to count on other people. You no longer expect other people to do what for you is is the preferred choice. So, um, and, you know, as I tell my children, that anything worth value, 99% of the time takes time, takes courage, takes commitment. That's true of relationships. That's true of creating a garden. That's true of becoming, um, you know, proficient in a skill. Um, you know, I think of it, I have a, uh, a grandchild, my first grandchild, and I visited um, them this weekend. And he's at the place where he's standing up, he's working on, hmm, you know, I, I figured out how to sit down well <laughs> from a stand, but how do I move? And so, you know, he was trying all sorts of things, one-handed, this, that, and often, you know, landing on his face or his back or, you know, and uh, and yet, you know, even if he were to cry, what would he want to do the minute he stopped crying? Try it again. His challenge for him was a goal worthy of taking the courage to, you know, to risk falling again, to be committed to trying again. And from that, he was going to succeed, as do most people, succeed from crawling to being able to walk. And time, it takes time to learn how to ride a two-wheeler. It takes time to learn to be comfortable in the deep end of the pool. And and part of what it, this is, is it's not only time, it's the willingness to take that challenge as as saying, you can do this, but you've got to reach inside of you for that courage. You've got to reach inside of you for that commitment. Um, and it's lovely when we have cheerleaders in life, but we don't always, and not everything that is important to us and worth our time and our commitment to meet that challenge will have cheerleaders. As we get older, there tends to be less cheerleaders for keeping up with creating victory from a challenge, creating that you know empowerment versus that overwhelmingness. And and. If you don't know what you're made of, if you haven't had an experience of yourself meeting those challenges successfully, you don't trust yourself the same way as somebody who's fallen on their face or their butt but got up and and tried it again. You don't have the same sort of faith in yourself and confidence in yourself and and life. Um, And I see that with people who... um, you know, often when women are in transition, if it's from a long-term marriage to being independent or 
um, you know, having been um, identified as a mother and now their children are no longer at home, the, you know, there's, there's something you have to, you have to say to yourself, um, I can do this. And as I said, this is where the spiritual muscles come in because there aren't necessarily the physical cheerleaders. If you've been in a, a marriage and now you're not, the person who might have cheerleaded you um, and you had been the cheerleader for, you're no longer in a life together. Um, you no longer are the cheerleader for children who are, you know, now into the rest of their life, courtesy of the great support you gave them. So with the spiritual muscles being exercised, you can reach inside of you and remember who you are, which is, you know, um, a god or goddess walking on this earth, meaning you're a being of spirit in a body for an amazing experience as an amalgamation we call human being. But human actually translates to the light of your soul being. So the light of your soul being is what we've named ourselves. And so when things get hard, going to that part of us and maybe remembering we you know, where we put it, or we have to take it off the shelf and dust it, remembering that part of us that does remember we are a human. We are a soul being on a planet that is lovely and rich and abundant and beautiful and comes with significant challenges, Um, you know, one of which is living in a body that is very easily, you know, put to sleep. Um, Another is living with people who, who are, you know, self-destructive and destructive to others. I mean, and so for me, whenever there seems to be an increase in an experience, and I would say, you know, the experience most people are having now is of challenge and change, it's because different skills, different beliefs, different muscles are being asked to be exercised. And I do believe very much what is required at this time of great change and great challenge is we remember we are not simply our thoughts. We are not simply what we can do with our hands, see with our eyes, um, and walk to. We have a power that is much greater if we take our courage and, and exercise it, our spiritual courage and our physical courage. And that's one of the things challenge does. It's like an exercise or homework, as I call it, when I'm working with people um, you know, um, we always end the session with what is their homework for the next week? What are they going to practice? What new skill or or belief or choice have we worked with in the session that now they are going to go and practice? And that's really what challenge is. It's an exercise. It's like a we're all in a classroom where all these challenges are saying, okay, learn something different. Try something different, exercise and become proficient in something different. So what happens whenever we do take a a class, this is a life class. And so when you begin to understand challenge as inviting you to claim power from it, to, you know, claim more courage, both by exercising and choosing courage, you will not only receive the courage you invested, you you will actually create more courage because you've had that success. You've had that experience. Nothing is more powerful than an experience. Both the experiences of failure, which teach you what not to do again, and the experiences of success, which say, hey, high five, keep going. 
do more of this. So, and challenge is often the workshop. It's often the classroom. It's often the, <laughs> the subject that gets people to do things they never would have done otherwise. And for whatever reason, that is how we're built, but, but it's actually how all of life on this planet is built. Um, you know, watching babies, baby birds, um, learn to trust, you know, to fly, to use their body to fly. Sometimes they don't. You know, they, they, <laughs> they, they try and they go boom. And two parents immediately swoop in and, you know, get them to a place of safety and they try it again. And eventually... They do, they do, they do fly. And, you know, again, watching this grandchild, it was, wow, you know, the energy and drive and commitment and courage this little being has, and we all have it. We all used it in the past. We may not have used it before, you know, much, excuse me, not before. We may not have used it much lately, um, but it's there. And that's what challenge reminds us. We are able to meet these things. But again, you can't just meet them with your mind. Your mind will tell you all the reasons you can't, all the things to be afraid of, all the bad things that will happen. And instead, you'll go into the corner that, again, culturally is, is rewarded oftentimes and, and is, you know, unfortunately the default, which is, ugh, it's too hard. You know, um, it's too hard. I want this to be easy. Um, and poor me, and let me now spend a lot of my focus and energy talking about myself as a victim. And again, I don't want to, um, and people who know me know, I'm going to know caveat, there are definitely victims in this world. People who live in Syria and whose homes are getting bombed, you know, people who live in countries where water is non-existent and they walk for miles and hours to get it. I mean, there are definitely victims, meaning people who who are in a position of an imbalance of power and resources. But most people in America who talk about being a victim are really not. Um, and again, yes, there are. If you're black and you're a male, you're, you know, you're on the wrong side of prejudice. So, again, I'm being very generic. Um, I don't want to, you know, this is not a black and white um, positioning I'm doing of, of dynamic. But even that challenge, you know, even the challenge of reading how hard it is to be a black male in this country is a challenge for people who aren't. What, what do I do about that? How do I respond? How do I talk? You know, where do I get uncomfortable? Where do I challenge myself? Where do I get courage to do something or speak up or, you know, uh, create something I'm not doing now? And, you know, the other side of challenge is creativity. That is, you know, that's another wonderful part of being a human being. We can create whatever we can imagine and whatever we focus our, our thoughts, our resources, and our actions on. We can create beauty or we can create hell. We, that is, you know, <laughs> it's one of the double-edged swords of choice and free will. Um, what is it that we will create through the challenges? Will we create more fear and create contraction or, or, or will we create compassion and generosity and support? So, as, you know, as I 
often say at the beginning of these really beginning beginnings of conversations, 15 minutes is not does not give um, justice to the topic of challenge and and courage and commitment and character. But it's it's a place to begin to think for yourself. What are your challenges? Which ones do you you know take the power that's being offered to you? Take the happiness within meeting that challenge. Where where are you with that? And where are you in avoiding them or denying them or complaining and, you know, casting yourself as a victim? So that's the time we've got for today. And, again, if you ever want to reach out to me, you can email me at jicar at jicar.com. And I look forward to being with you um, next week. Take care. <laughs>